everyone and welcome back once again to HOA It's a True Story. I am very excited today to bring back Echo, the Executive Council of Homeowners, the CEO, David Zapponi. David's a returning guest. We're welcome to have him back. And then we also have with us Echo's board president, Adam Haney. Echo is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. And I feel like I've attended 50 years of Echo. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably not quite that many, but I do feel that way sometimes. Recently, they had a celebration in recognition of this event. So we're speaking with David and Adam today to look at what 50 Years of Echo looks like and where they're going from here. We're so pleased to have you all join us today and welcome back to HOA, It's a True Story. Thank you, Reagan. Appreciate it. We're looking forward to talking with you. All right. So also joining us today is Bill Mann, president from GB Group. Thank you, Reagan. And we have a special guest, Kelly Zybel. She's the owner of DC Group Management, who is also a board member for ECHO. Kelly, what is your role at ECHO? I just joined the board this last year. I think in November was when I was elected, if I'm looking at Dave correctly. So I have just been on the board for like six, seven months, and I'm learning about ECHO, I had participated previously, you know, about 10 years ago, but have not in the, the newest version of what ECHO looks like today. And so I'm just kind of getting rolling with the organization, which is good. Since we have had David on before, let's start with Adam. Tell us how you got involved with ECHO and ultimately ended up president of the board. You know, my history with ECHO goes way back to when I was just a little kid. My dad has an accounting business that was a vendor and supporter of Echo early on. And so I got the pleasure of growing up around the organization. And my experience kind of grew from attending annual seminars as an exhibitor to getting to know the other vendors and the organization and what it's about. As I grew up and got my degree and went to school, I stayed in the family business and was able to continue the connection with Echo. And when I saw that they were looking for a new director and they did their call for candidacy, I felt it was time for me to step up and contribute to the organization in a different way. And I've been doing that for a little over a decade now, serving on the Echo Board of Directors. It's been a great experience, great way to get connected with others in the industry. And what I love the most about ECHO is it is all about providing educational opportunities and advocacy and connection to the leaders in our industry. These are people who are going above and beyond the call of duty as a board member to take what they knew from their personal life experience and expand that and grow it. So to be able to be a part of an organization that supports that and promotes that leadership is fantastic. I just love Echo and can't say enough good things about it. Oh, that's really great. Well, let's take a minute, David, and talk with you a minute. Let's look back on these 50 years. At the celebration, you mentioned the charter group. Tell us a little bit about who they were and why did they get this started to begin with? What was the intent? Well, I think the, the primary reason the charter group got together is about five of them that got together at a cafe and decided that 
the industry was starting to evolve and, and become something that was expected to a mushroom at some point in terms of growth. They were absolutely correct. And we needed to have some sideboards put around how the industry would grow, some expectations, setting some norms in the industry. They thought well into the future, did a great job of pulling things together and making this work, focused on HOA board members, and then the community, the larger community around the HOA board members that supply HOAs. And so that was the beginning. It was a volunteer group, and then it grew from there and into what it is today. I know we kind of talked about who some of those folks were, Doug Christensen and Suki. Bill, do you remember who some of the others were that they were talking about that day? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I know like Bob Bodie and then... Well, one of the things that I think really is different about ECHO from other association industry groups is that rather than targeting the managers, it became the platform for the boards themselves. And what do you think was the information that was being presented to the boards back then versus now? Do you think the whole ideology has changed or do you feel like it's the same and just approved upon? From my perspective, I think we've evolved. And uh, in the beginning, it was, I think we used to call it the Wild West of HOAs. And uh, <laughs> that whole world changed. Uh, the way when you brought a community together to share in the common areas, changed the whole mindset of how the industry should develop. It also brought in a bunch of new problems. And we needed to have people talk and, and really work through those issues. ECHO provided a forum to do that and a way to uh, organize the uh, the industry. So I believe the homeowners were involved and they, they got in, engaged, the board members in particular, with how the future of the industry should develop. I believe the suppliers and those that were involved with the industry, especially the law firms, helped to sculpt and, and create and craft the laws that would give the sideboards to the industry and kind of the place to start. Most homeowners wanted to have competent contractors. And the HOA world provided a different type of platform from which to uh, deliver their services rather than the general construction industry. So it was a nice marriage between the two because there was a definite need to determine and learn how to work together efficiently. And I believe that's how this all developed and, and evolved. And there was also a nice collaboration between management firms and the supplier firms, the various different professionals in the industry who recognize that this is an important part of our future in the HOA world. They developed first a sort of trade show and invited in the homeowners. That was an early part of what ECHO did. And we had the annual convention over the many years that we've been in existence, the 50 years. And then we started developing smaller groups and that actually was the start of this, the smaller groups that we call resource panels. And the professionals would get together, the accountants in the industry would get together, the legal professionals. And so now the industry started organizing around the Executive Council of Homeowners, ECHO. I think that is so critical because one of the things that kind of evolved was that there was this fiduciary responsibility that the boards themselves had. And at the beginning, I don't think they really knew that. And so this really helped them understand how it fell back onto them as a, a leader in their own community. And then with the resource panels, it, is, it became a great way for the different vendors that were of like trade 
come together and also be aware of changes. Just like now we're talking all the time about things like uh, the balcony law or the, you know, lead and asbestos testing. So there's ways for us to kind of share that, get everybody on the same page and make sure that they're all adhering to the same types of, not rules, but ideology. Go ahead, Bill. So Dave, one of the things you didn't mention is, you know, I know and back in the day, and I don't really know what the current situation is. The newsletter was a big part of ECHO um, for years and Reagan, I know, contributed and I know that Adam's dad did for sure newsletter articles and stuff that. Is that still a viable method of communicating different things or is that all changed now with the internet? Well, the method of delivery has changed, but the information and the need for information hasn't. And so okay. we do eight electronically distributed e-newsletters a year, and we do four paper journals a year. The journals are a little more extensive, have a little bit more in them, and a little deeper articles. The journals are the insider goes out to our inside echo insider. It goes out to a more general population. It does well. It does have similar articles in it. They usually, I try to keep them a little shorter, but we continue to deliver information that is needed by the homeowners and by the board members. Let me ask Kelly a second. As a manager, Kelly, did you feel like Echo was equally as strong for managers as it was boards? Or did you feel like it was more designed for that collaboration? I think there's sort of a running joke amongst managers that if you have a problem homeowner, you can get them on the board. And then they start to understand because they're more a part of the process. And so they start to understand why things are going the way that they are. And I think the value of Echo is that if you have a difficult homeowner or board member, one of the things you can do is give them information. And so to offer as a management company and manager, a membership into Echo, which is incredibly affordable for the community and then every homeowner gets access to it, everyone gets access to the information being passed down about legislation. And now, you know, the insurance crisis in California, which is turning okay. into a major, major thing, especially with the announcements of the last couple of weeks. So I think being able to provide that information so owners have access to and board members have access to the same information that managers and management companies are routinely getting or industry professionals, business partners and vendors, some of that information to be able to give access to that information is really useful and helpful so that it's not coming from you, it's coming from an education organization from them. So it's not necessarily as adversarial sometimes. So I think there's a lot of benefit there in terms of being able just to provide the access to the information. Adam, I'm sure you probably feel the same way with your board members, right? Yeah, I was just gonna chime in and say, it's amazing what happens when everyone's looking at the facts with the same back, common background and information available to them. So often board members and members come to these settings without any background information about how an organization like a common interest development or homeowners association operates. And ECHO can do so much in giving them a foundational understanding of what they need to know to be able to have productive conversation with their fellow members. All right, I'm going to bring up one more Thing about the past 50 years before we start looking forward. I know both Bill and I go way back with Echo, and it, <laughs> it used to be that you held these three-day educational events 
And I will tell you, they were always exciting, but my feet always dreaded it because they were three very long days. But then things began to change. And what do you feel like, maybe Dave, you can hit this. What was the most significant impact that ultimately changed the format of Echo? I think that COVID had a huge impact on what was going on. But even before COVID, the world has changed and the information has got to get to the members quicker and more efficiently. And driving to go to an in-person meeting has become a bit of a burden to many of them. They still like to meet. Uh, we did a poll, for example, of our membership and 87% of them said that they prefer, and I think it was about 400 respondents, which is pretty good. 87% said they preferred to have information available on webinars and in rather than in person. And we have increased our reach to the membership and the involvement of, of members dramatically, 10, 20 times than what we were doing. It's a huge impact. People need the information. You don't go to college to become an HOA board member. You really don't have a lot of training. You need the training. And once you get involved and you're seated on the board, you often don't realize how complicated and nuanced the decision-making can be especially the political side of things. And we provide a venue for that, an opportunity for that. But we didn't give up on in-person meetings. And so we are still doing the smaller groups, the, the resource panels, so that local community groups can meet and talk about HOA issues. We've also decided that it was important to have our educational seminars. Those are you know smaller, but a little larger. They're about 150 people. And we have the various supplier groups come in and talk and attorneys and managers come in and speak and meet and greet and talk to the folks. It's all part of the connection that we provide in the industry. One great new thing that we're doing is the board members club, where if you're a board member and a member of ECHO, you can actually come and talk to other people who are like you across California and beyond. We have members outside the state now because of the electronics and oh. it's really been helping us a lot. And uh, we're looking at Nevada and Hawaii. We have Texas and some Florida. So we have a few members around the country. So Dave, you talked about, it's very interesting that the, the percentage for webinars is actually kind of exciting a little bit there. So are you guys going to come up with, you know, I mean, like managers have like core classes they can take to get a designation. Are you going to start like core classes for board members? So a new board member could go and take you know, half a dozen different webinars and at the end get a certificate or something that they went through basic board member training. Yeah, Echo University. We just started. We had our first one. So it's a nice, uh, nice to that. We Congratulations. Had, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> we, we did one in March, I believe it was, Board Ethics. And it was okay. well attended. It's a workshop and people talked, had a little cross interaction there. And it was done by Dan Heaton and uh, Robert DeNicolo. They took a test at the end of, of the program. It was a two-day class. And oh, uh, wow. those that opted in and wanted to get a certification, they could. And we're about ready to send those out right now. In fact, we do have another program, another class that we're going to be doing on financial management and reserve studies. That one's oh. coming up. Adam actually is doing it. So here you go, Adam. Hey. And uh, that's coming up. It's not quite prepared yet for certification, but we'll need to start designing that to, to make sure it works because the ethics class was very, very successful and people loved it and it worked well. We also do 
a series, what we call the HOA legal environment. And we just had the class, the second class in that three course series. We do the first course is on the Davis-Sterling Act. And we do a kind of a top level review of what the Davis-Sterling Act is. The second course is on other laws other than Davis-Sterling. And so we talk about parking and corporations code recalls, that kind of stuff that's all contained in other laws. And then the final is interpretation of the statutory laws on the books, and that's the judiciary, where we'll look at case interpretation of the laws. And those are, you know, we'll talk about the most important cases in the industry and explain what, what those are about. So we have a few pieces that are getting put in place. We're looking at certification of those classes, those courses, if you will. Hopefully at some point we'll be able to develop an entire curriculum where we have, you know, you get a one master certification of uh, an HOA board member extraordinaire or something. I don't know. We'll have to come up with it. I'm sure it's, I, <laughs> I'm sure it's going that direction, yeah. but what's really yeah. cool, I really love that your first two classes are ethics and finances, because <laughs> those are the most important that we constantly are talking about to boards, you know, is making sure they understand the complexities of all this. So it sounds like that you guys have redeveloped this niche. You're really getting the homeowners on board and getting them involved. And now they're starting to have educational platforms to work from and draw from. So do you think like this is obviously the future of Echo going forward is you're, you're going to create an education form for the boards? Our objective here is to be much more education centric. We probably do 80% of our work in education at this point. We're developing different types of coursework that can be done in, for different types of learners. And so figuring that out and and making it so that it works is, is our future. We also want to stay true to our other two objectives and connecting our members and creating a, a community for HOA boards, a place that's a safe place for them to come and talk and to share and to ask questions and know that we're there for them. We're representing their interests. Most of our money is coming from dues that are paid by HOA boards. And so that's us. You know, we're there for them. We answer the phone and we talk to you about issues that you're having. And then finally, I hope to get back and we're building our advocacy program. We do track the legislation right now and do a pretty good job of tracking. We, we reconstituted our legislative committee and we have a PAC, a political action committee. So those are two important components of what we do. But without a doubt, you're right, Reagan, our primary role is to educate board members. It's the most needed and we're doing it in an objective way. We make sure that the courses are fairly presented and the material is meaningful and can be learned by the adult learners that we represent. Adam, let me ask you a question. What do you think your current growth in membership looks like now? One of the amazing things that happened during COVID and oh my goodness, are we blessed to have David Zapponi as our CEO during that time. He was able to take the organization from what was very geographically bound to the Bay Area and blow the doors off those borders and bring in participants from across the United States, mostly in California, but still. We were able to address different geographic regions because he pivoted and moved a lot of the curriculum right online so that more members could attend. 
and the barrier to entry. You'd, you'd like to think that everyone got dressed to show up for the Echo <laughs> seminars online, but there's no guarantee. There's no dress code as long as the camera's off, right? So they're all of a sudden able to participate in a new level or a new way that has really revolutionized the organization. And I just see that growth being so exciting. Well, it's not going to get smaller. That's for sure. We just keep growing and growing. Kelly, let me ask you one more question here. Being that you've been on both sides of that fence, what do you want management companies to know that maybe they're missing out on with Echo? I think the value of providing information to your board members from another resource can just be so helpful in terms of having those conversations and helping your manager have those conversations instead of your manager being the single point of contact for those boards and those communities related to legislative change and changes or trends that are going on in the industry. A lot of times they just rely on their manager or management company to get that and the end of the day, I mean, a manager's dealing with, you know, 5,000 things and they may miss sending out this legislative change that might seem kind of minor, but might be really impactful for that community. And so to have a venue like Echo that also supports that communication to board members, I think it's, it can only be helpful and take the burden off of management companies in terms of communicating how these legislative changes or industry trends or you know, insurance issues with State Farm and Allstate pulling out of the California market. I mean, so to have someone like Echo that's here just for board members and homeowners to then go out and be able to advocate with the insurance commissioner and the state legislation on behalf of your clients is really, really helpful. So I wish management companies would know and understand that they don't have to try to do it all, especially with the diminishing returns that they're facing from profit margins and things like that with inflation, and to know that they could rely on Echo to help communicate some of that information for them. Well, before we get to the end here, David, is there anything else you want to share about what you have in store for coming up with Echo? We have a big event coming up here just in a, in a short while. On June 24th, our first large event since COVID and since we took uh, the holiday or the, vacation <laughs> or the, the time off. And so it's going to be Saturday, June 24th at 9 a.m. till 1 p.m. And uh, we're going to be talking about the HOA Mega Trends 2023. And so we have three sections to the program, including Bill Mann, and he's going to talk about construction and inflation and inflationary pressures that we're facing. And so I call it systemic inflation. So uh, we've seen a, a, a significant change in some underlying principles of these areas, inflation, uh, workers and workforce shortages, and then uh, the mental health and communities and the requirements of the board. So we're going to talk about that quite a bit. We're going to have a great conversation on those on those topics. We do have a number of other programs, and I would suggest that uh, people go to our brand new website launched last weekend. Yay! www.echo-ca.org, and we'd love to have you come in and visit what we have going on and the resources we have on the uh, on our website. Uh, so please do that. Again, great topics. Bill and I were just talking about some of that this morning, so that's really great. Well, the name of the podcast is HOA, It's a True Story. Do any of you have a story you'd like to share with us today? 
I'd like to tell our listeners and, and tell all of you a, kind of an interesting story because uh, I used to be over at DACM and I had an opportunity to talk to John Gill, Wolf Crocker, and a group of people who were with and on the board of, at ECHO, these wonderful people. And I had left CACM and I was looking for a new job. I'll say that I was so impressed by the commitment of our board of directors. It was without question a breath of fresh air to bring their attitude into, into this industry. I was very impressed by their ability and willingness to put the homeowner first. Somebody needed to uh, represent the homeowners and they said that's that's the job of Echo and that's why we would like you to to join our team. I always look back at that as a kind of an interesting story because really HOA board members and homeowners, they're not really trained in this field and they need someone who can help them in a very reasonable and authoritative way learn about how to be better managers. Ultimately, everything rolls downhill to the boardroom and you're always responsible for for those decisions that are being made. You need to know what the what the sideboards are. You need to know your roles and responsibilities and those of the of the manager and all of the particular vendors in the in the group. So I want to say thank you to the Echo Board of Directors, to the people that I spoke with on that fateful day. And those that started Echo, you know, 50 years ago, they did a great job. They had a great vision. And we've been fortunate to to execute that vision over these many years. And I think if for many years to come. So thank you so much. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Kelly, for being on the board. I really appreciate it too. Well, once again, I really like that you have a new launched website. So if anybody has any questions, they should definitely go to the new Echo website. And if for whatever reason you missed it or can't rewind, feel free to reach out to us at inquiry at gbgroupinc.com. And we will pass that on and make sure that Dave, Adam, or Kelly or another member at ECHO gets in touch with you and answers your questions. Once again, I just want to thank you all for joining us today and congratulations on a successful 50 years. You know, you're keeping up with Disneyland now. Keep up with the good work. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody. You're back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.